on this bitch. Uh. I never saw myself in last place for over a second. I break the digits and with that the number here is my leverage. I'm a guy, you're a king. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Taco Talks podcast. I'm your host, Taco. I'm joined by my co-host, Zach Shelby. Why don't you tell people what's good? We should probably put a disclaimer. You know what? I'll do the disclaimer right now. Um, if you don't want to hear about Halo Lore and you want to talk about development, fuck. skip to minute six. You know, it's weird because every time you introduce me, I never know what to say. I don't know if I should say hi or howdy or anything. Just feel free to say whatever you feel most comfortable saying. If you want to talk about that time you had the first and only time in your life you had cornbread at Riley's Farm back in third grade for a uh, Revolutionary War reenactment. And you talked about your crushes to Abby and Julia and they went and told Emily and she was like, I heard you have a crush on me, uh, but I don't like you that way. And you felt deeply betrayed because you guys pinky promised that you wouldn't tell anybody. You could talk about that. How can you be so specific in things that never happen? <laughs> that actually happened to me. <laughs> Did it actually? <laughs> and I have not forgotten it. For years, I've oh had a vendetta against God. these people. Years. Oh I, I've God. moved out of that neighborhood. You're not. You're the not. The transgressions against me still feel me today. Anger is my motivation. Haters are my motivation. People betraying me, people stabbing me in the back. We pinky promised. We pinky promised. So Tell there's me. an open position for the uh, <laughs> co-host for this podcast now. Yeah. Um, Cut to next episode. Taco um, had a bit of a mental <laughs> breakdown. Unfortunately, it's just me today. <laughs> Uh, oh dear God. Anyways, today is a very special day, my friend. Today is a beautiful day that will bless humanity for every year. I know the forward. reason. I know where you're going with this. Today is the day that separated do the it. boys from the men. Stop it. The day Stop. where God looked upon our planet dear God. and said, With my divine power, I shall bless the human race. Wow. <laughs> do you know what today is? You know what today is. Let me of tell course you. I know what today is. What is today? Well, today, as in the day that we're recording this. Yes, which September is 25th, 2019. What is today? The 13th anniversary of Halo 3. The 13th anniversary of Halo 3. <laughs> I knew you were going to do this. I knew you were oh going to do this. Oh my God. First off, let me start by talking about what this means. John, Master Chief, Sierra 117. Jesus which, Lord. By the way, that's going to be my license plate. You know how I talked about my dream car as a Land Rover Defender? Yes. I've already planned it out. It's going to be Matt Green. going to say UNSC all over and my license plate. Oh, my God. Actually, I'm not going to say it in case anybody gets it before me. Uh, is going to be in some reference to Halo. And not just that one. All my other cars are going to have Halo references for the license plate. Oh, my right? goodness. He was a man. You know what that means? <laughs> when he was 13, he went from being a boy to being a man. This isn't just a anniversary, it's the anniversary. <laughs> this is the anniversary. All right, when John was 13, you know what happened? They were like... He was abducted? No, he was abducted when he was six uh, and put through the training program. I believe 13, 13 through 17 was when they started the augmentation process for the Spartans. Oh my god, you're uh, really... I may be mistaken, and I'm sure the, the diehard Halo fans who know more of the lore uh, than I do will come after me, but... To my knowledge, this is sort of when they went from just like hardcore elite training into like this is what the Spartan program is. 
And this is, I believe, thirteen was when John really started to set himself apart you as a you were gonna natural, make this brief. as a natural leader uh, and someone with courage and confidence and know how and quick wits on his feet. Even at very rare times when he didn't believe in himself, he knew he had to keep his composure together for the team. Uh, one example specifically, I don't remember which book it was from, but it was basically. Uh, he was talking to his his members of blue team, and this is you know years after the Spartan program, and they're all fully grown uh, you know military officers, and he basically worked up a little operation like here here's the mission plan, and uh, Linda his uh, sniper lead, and the only other Spartan who would really kind of oppose John like this in a friendly where way. I thought the podcast was gonna go today. Uh, but, she uh, was like, "Are you sure this is gonna work?" And he was like, "Yeah." Even though he knew there's a chance it might not work, he told her, "Yes, like this is gonna work." Like I'm very confident in this plan because he knew that a team needs a leader. Teams look to their leaders for guidance and for morale. <laughs> and if there's one thing, if there's one thing John taught me, don't make a girl promise you can't keep. <laughs> yeah, baby, it's the full Halo trifecta. Jesus, oh. dude, I love it. Oh my god, I love god. it. Um. Why do you do this to me? Because Halo 3 is an incredible game, and you know it. And I, I mean, yes, I know that, of course. I you, mean, like, why do you torture me like this? <laughs> torture you for reminding you of the game that you and I both? <laughs> I don't act like you're a holier-than-thou type, and, oh, yeah, it's just a video. No. Uh, you feel as passionately and as strongly as it about it as I do, and you know that's the truth. I mean, it's a great game. It is a fantastic... It's a great story. It is incredible. But this episode is about development in the real oh, world. Boring. Oh. Hey, you know what? Is this is this Taco Talks or is this Halo Lore Talks? If you guys don't already listen to the Halo podcast, go ahead and give it a listen. <laughs> the Finish the Fight podcast. Uh, great guys who know more about the lore than I do. Go ahead and give them a listen. That's an unsponsored plug, by the way. That's just me being a fan of, like, yeah, these are two diehard Halo fans who've done their research. Mary okay. Webster, please sponsor us. <laughs> oh. That's a little throwback. I don't no, know if the... throwback to the old podcast. I don't know if fine. the audio caught it or not, but... Development. Development. This episode is about development. So development. We're talking about development. Development. Okay. Development. Becoming a man, dropping your balls. Development. Sexually harassing women. No, development. no, right by no, no. That not that, that's not. Isn't that what our high emperor tells us? High emperor Trump. Did you did you not take your medication this morning? <laughs> Today we're gonna learn about <laughs> development. Women love a man in power. They love it <laughs> when they do whatever they want. You gotta walk right up, and grab him right by the pussy. Women love it. Are we really? Shut up. Wrong. <laughs> Are we really gonna put this China on the podcast? <laughs> yeah, I think it's I think it's funny because you know we are gonna be serious, but we you have, know what? we yeah. have our we have our humor, we have our sense of humor. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, seriously, development. Zachary Shelby, what did you want to say about it? Honestly, it's better to be single and alone, especially in this part of our lives. We're both twenty. We're both in university. You know, this is a very crucial point in our lives. And this is the point of our lives where we should find ourselves. I didn't realize that until very recently. And 
I'm working on fixing myself, helping myself, you know, developing myself. Because for the past two years, I've been on and off on different relationships. And um, as soon as I got out of this one, I'm thinking to myself, you know, I'm talking to everybody about it. I talked to you about it. Mm -hmm. I talked to my brother. I talked to my mom. I talked to my friends, uh, my cousins, everybody. And every single time I speak to them, they always ask me the same thing. What are your hobbies, Zach? What makes you happy? What, 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 what are your hobbies? What do you like to do? And I think back and I, I think to myself, I don't know. I don't know. I genuinely don't know because for the past two years, the way I've been living is school, work, girlfriends, sleep, start over. That's it. Right? When it started, senior year of high school, working at Legoland, my first relationship, continuing on, you know, then high school turned into Palomar College, and Legoland turned into Hollister, you know, and it just, everything just kept interchanging, but that's just life, like, everything always changes, you know, and this time I'm gonna, I was making a change in my personality, I'm not gonna be committed into something at least for a little bit, because my like, my ultimate goal is eventually I get married, I have kids, I settle down, like everyone, yeah, like everyone, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I don't mean to like bad, like to tear no, down yeah, like yeah, that. no, I, mean, I like, see, no, I know, I, I know what understand. You mean. We all have that goal. We, we all, all want to be happy. All de- for right, the I, th- most part. I think de- all decent people have that sort of ideology, mm-hmm. and I mean, if not, you know, that doesn't make you a bad person. You know, That's if you want to, uh, just do whatever makes you happy. Do whatever is going to make you happy, though. And the reason why I say it again, and I reiterated you, is because nobody else in this life is going to make you happy other than yourself. And I know it's cliche, but it's just, it's true. You know? You're going to constantly try to look for acknowledgement. You're going to look for acknowledgement through other people. You know, let's say it's your parents or your brothers or whoever it may be, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your friends, your family, your cousins, your, you know. At the end of the day, though, are you satisfied with that? That's the thing you got to ask yourself. And, you know, some people fi- do find happiness through it, through that. And if that's what makes you happy, then by all means. But that's not for everybody, you know. Um, when you feel like you've disappointed somebody so many times because the thing that they want you to do is not the thing that you want to do and the only reason why you're doing it is for them, you need to take a step back and see what you're doing and you need to see the full picture because if not, then what's the point? That's all I got to say about that. All right. Uh, a lot of good points you brought up, a lot. And I do, I do agree to get to the more general side of it for nice guys like you and I. And I think this has been our number one fundamental problem, which you addressed it perfectly when people were like, what are your hobbies? We we get too involved in a relationship. We latch our self-worth mm-hmm. and our value onto the other person and to the relationship, which is why which is a we downfall, struggle. Which is, yeah, we struggle so much. It's a downfall. Because 
this relationship becomes our baby. We're like, this is who we are. And if it's not a good relationship, we are not good people. And I think mm-hmm. that's our biggest problem. And that was one thing I, I talked to her about, which I did not blame her whatsoever at all for that. Uh, because I'm like, no, like, I, I heard a quote from a YouTuber, a relationship counseling type YouTuber called Derek Jackson. Mm-hmm. And it was, um, I might chop it up a little bit, but it was, you receive what you tolerate. I believe, and that was something Sophia also told me, like, hey, like, I know sometimes I can be, like... What do you um, mean by that? Well, I want you to go into... Sort of... See what you talk... Like, let's see say... What, you talk, what do you mean by that? Let's say somebody does something by you that you didn't really appreciate, but you let it slide. Okay. They're not going to stop that thing until you stop tolerating it. And I think that's mm-hmm. the fundamental difference between Sophia and I. In the beginning of the relationship, she made it clear what her expectations were. She made it clear what was but okay, what was not okay, but I didn't. Why? Because I was weak and I put all my value on this relationship and it was the only thing. So when you're only working on one thing, you don't want that one thing to fail because then you're mm-hmm. empty and you have nothing. And that was something I addressed earlier today. That's really interesting. I really... That's that's kind of eye-opening. I actually never seen it like that. But... And she she mentioned that. She was like, look, Taco, like, you know how I am. I'm very, you know, I'm very strong and I can be a little bit uh, headstrong and a little bit stubborn. But she's not crazy she's not illogical if i tell her hey i really don't like that you do that like i don't want you to do this or please don't do this i don't appreciate it which she has shown uh i have sort of put my foot down very Mm -hmm. rarely a few times and she has been receptive and i think my problem is again just because i put so much value on their relationship i didn't want her i didn't want to push her like I, i let everything happen i tolerated all of the stuff, all the bad and the good mm-hmm. and the ugly, uh, because I was because I was a weak person myself because mm-hmm. I put all my value into the relationship and for me to thrive as a human being, which is normal common sense. If you ask anybody else what a healthy relationship is, it's a part of your life, but it's not your life, and that's mm-hmm. where you and I and all the nice guys out there who get hurt in relationships badly and have these issues and self esteem and all that. That's it. That's all it is. That's why I fucking ride that longboard every single day. You know how much I ride that fucking board after school? I go to a fucking parking lot for two hours and I just practice. Wow, really? Yeah, I just fucking practice. Sometimes I fall, sometimes I don't, which is like I was saying, I almost fucking broke my hip yesterday because I did the splits and cracked it. (laughs) And I got up and I remember I was limping. And I thought thought to myself, I was like, God, like I I just got hurt. I can barely fucking walk. Like I just want to call it a day. It's hot out. I'm sweating. But then I remember thinking, I was like, no, it's an old, that's what old Taco used to think. The Taco before Sophia, before she taught him. So you got fucking hurt. Get up and fucking do it again. I used to be a bitch. She taught me and she gave me the drive to not be a bitch because I remember thinking, I was like, look, I was like, here's the man she wants. I was like, me being a bitch is not that. She doesn't want a bitch. I was like, so if I want to keep this girl, I got to be the fucking man, which I know people are like, well, then why didn't you fucking become the man? Because again, I was like, I put too much. I, my means to becoming the man was through the relationship, mm-hmm. which was not healthy. The ideology was different. Yeah, uh, but back now, then, but now it's different. Yeah. yeah. Like, look, I have my school, which is a priority. I have my business, which is a priority. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mentioned that I was like the podcast is a priority. I was like, my buddy Zach. I was like, I'm gonna have to spend some time with him. I was like, because honestly, I was like, he's a good guy. And sometimes him or I go through stuff and like. You know, we're there for each other. Like I told Zach, I was like, we're going to make a schedule to record. Yeah. And I was like, and the amount of times I've bailed. Yeah. And cut friends off. And I, I just. Yeah. And that's something. We, we do this. Yeah. We, that's something we I used to do. do this. That's something I used to do 
for a while actually where I would tell one person, yes, we'll go do that thing. And then another person, which I'm more interested in, says the, a different thing at the same exact time. And I say yes to them. And then I make an excuse from the first person or the second person, even though I said yes, like this is the reason why I have a problem with it because this is something that I used to do. And then this is something that I didn't like about myself. And this is something that changed. Nowadays, when it's first come, first serve, if, if one if one person says, let's go do this thing at this time, and then another person says, let's go do this thing at this time, I said, look, I'm already doing something with this person. Maybe we can do something like, not today. We can probably do it another time. Oh, but it's only at this time. Then I'm sorry. I yeah. said I'm gonna. I said I told this person that I'm gonna be there. You know. Yeah. I have. I've been doing that recently, and yeah. you know, and it's that's a good. It, that's a liberating feeling. It is. It's. It's like you know. It just like it helps build confidence yeah. and it helps build like it personality. You, yeah. It puts you first. You're more honest with people. Exactly. Uh, you're not. You know, selling yourself short. You're not burning yourself out. You're not selling yourself out. It's. It's. It's healthy. And yeah. let's be honest. You and I. We're. And everybody else is kind of, you know, struggles and goes through the same stuff. We let our lack of confidence and whatever. We, mm-hmm. We're full of excuses, honestly. Full of excuses. We're full of excuses. Yep. We're a bunch of sons of bitches. Uh, and, we're, and we're unhealthy. And we don't know. Or, no, actually, we do know what it's going to take for us to get better. We're just too afraid to go out and do it. Yep. And a big example say, of uh, that is... Uh, the workout regimen I sent you, the oh 75 hard. Oh my god! 75 hard has been around since the beginning of this year. Andy Frisella. So for those of you that don't know, there's a CEO of a supplement company called Andy Frisella. He has a podcast. He's a big self help kind of guy, and he also believes in hard work. He always says it. He's like, hard work works, and doing the right thing is always the right thing. And he came up with a new uh, workout uh, regimen. Uh, called 75 hard and it started as a bet between him and a few other millionaire friends because he's like hey i'm having the first form spring bash i think it was like may 18th or something like that Mm -hmm. it's in 75 days i'm looking to lose this much weight and like look this good because he's also struggled with self-image and self-confidence he at his at his peak i think he weighed like 380 pounds wow he let himself go and he was he's been through the shit his podcast is really good it's called the mfceo project and he talks about his struggle with depression and self th- negative thoughts, and then coming back from it. Please sponsor us. Yeah, <laughs> Andy, please send us first four merch. <laughs> um, but I, I love him. I love his message, and he created seventy five hard, which it's basically for seventy five days in a row. Let me let me pull it up. You Actually. have to drink. I, no, I've looked at the schedule enough times to kind of remember. You have to drink a gallon of water. You have to stick by your meal plan with no cheat days. You work out two times a day for forty five minutes each. One of those workouts has to be outside no matter what uh and you have to read 10 pages a night and if you miss a single day you have to start you have to start all over again and he was like he's like if you can he's like 75 days is not a long time and the bet he made with him and his buddies was if he could lose i think it was like 50 or like 100 pounds in like that 75 days and get all lean and cut uh then they then he would give like two hundred fifty thousand dollars to charity or something wow uh and he's like, look, he's like, if you can go through 75 hard and you can come out of it successful, it will change who you are forever because you will have a newer, better, stronger grasp on who you are. You'll realize how strong you can be to be able to get through this 75 days. And there's pictures and 
because people post it. He's like, hold yourself accountable. And you know what? Again, it's like I'm a victim of being a bitch at times because I was like, I want to start this. Mm-hmm. But I also was like, oh, I don't feel comfortable posting a pic about it on social media. And then somebody hits me up, hey, whatever happened to Sunday? I was afraid of holding myself accountable, mm-hmm. which is something that's been evident in my life because this company has another thing that I'm about to go into. But I'm, I'll continue about 75 hard. And there's people on social media posting it like day 18, day 19, 75 hard. It fucking hurts like a son of a bitch. But we're getting through it because we have faith that once you get out of these 75 days, you'll be transformed into the best human being you've ever wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And he and it's it's hard to have that kind of mentality. That, that you know grit, when you have, that that persistence. That's not motivation. Yeah. That's a discipline every single day. Discipline, yeah. To fucking exactly. get it out. There was pictures That's of guys tough. running in the snow and in the rain. It'd be pouring like rain Rocky. out. Yeah, there is pouring exactly. It's pouring rain out, but they're like have to get my second workout in. It has to be outside. And yeah. and when you see that, when you see average, and I, I'm I, by average I mean everyday people, mm-hmm. everyday Joes and Janes, just like you and I doing that, and recognizing and here, as at the end of the day, as much as we are bitches, we also kind of have some sense of accountability because we recognize when we make excuses. Yeah. And that's the worst position to be in. And someone could argue, if you recognize it, why don't you do anything better about it? And then mm-hmm. that's where we come in and be like, look, that's our fundamental problem. We're working on it. Yeah. Yeah. Trust that's me, the, that's, I, that's the I, hardest I, part. I, I want to so bad. Oh, yeah. And people are like, just do it. And I'm like, oh, it's it's easier said than done. Like, that's the I, thing. I compare it's it easier said than done. For years, I've had the, a nice little analogy. I'm like, you ever go on cliff diving or jumping off of a high place into a pool of water? Mm-hmm. No, it's, I it's like, ugh, like if if you're at the edge of a diving board or better yet, if you're at the edge of like a little cliff and mm-hmm. there's like rocks and there's like a pool of water and you want to jump, there's that little part of you. Your instinct is not to jump. Your instinct is to stay comfortable mm-hmm. and to be dry and on the side. Yeah. And if you are going to jump, you have to do one of two. You have to do two things. Number one. You have to, you can't half-ass it. You can't yeah. do a half-jump because you know what's going to happen if you do a little half-ass jump? You're, you're going to land on the rocks. You're going to land on the rocks and you're going to kill yourself. If you're going to jump... That's the ultimate you have goal, to, though, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Um, no. We'll, we'll cut that out. We'll cut that out. We'll cut that out. <laughs> you have to just fucking... Nike said it best, man. Just fucking... Just do it. Just do it. Just jump as far just and as it. hard as you can. And, every, and once you're halfway through the air, you'll realize, you'll be freaking out. You're like, what the fuck did I just do? But when you hit that water and you come out okay, you're going to be like, holy fuck. See, but like, that's the thing about that, though. Like, it's difficult to, you put that in an analogy like that, and it's, it, it makes it seem easy. It's like, oh, okay, I mean, but, if it's like that, but then here's, it's like, here's, But the thing that we're talking about, is though, a big like fundamental life change that we're talking about here is not something that you do instantaneously, because with the cliff diving... You jump and that's it, right? And then you hit the water and that's it, right? It's an instantaneous moment. The kinds of things that you're trying to apply that analogy to mm-hmm. are things that, have that le- take reaping lasting consequences. Days, months, years. But to that discipline, being, hard work. To that being motivation. Said, to that know? being said, two two more analogies. One is from Andy. One is actually not really an analogy. It's anecdotal. Okay. okay, so the analogy is, how do you move 50 bales of hay? You pick up one bale, you move it. You go back, you pick up the other one, you move it. You do that 50 times, guess what? You finish your task. 
Okay. So maybe on a grand scheme, that jumping and making decisions thing doesn't mm-hmm. like, okay, how do I go from point A to point B? Doesn't apply. You can't see it. Mm-hmm. But guess what? Between point A and point B, there's a thousand micro decisions. Exactly. And uh, and then the, uh, the little anecdotal evidence is start small. Sophia can tell you. When she tried, she tried to get me to longboard. She was the one who taught me. But when I was first out there, mm-hmm. I hated every second of it. I yelled at her. And she actually got upset at that. Because yeah. I, I couldn't... I kept... The board kept kicking out from under me. And I, I was so terrified of falling that my hesitance was what actually was causing me to fall. She was like, dude, like, it's not that difficult. Just fucking... Just lean in and push. Like the most... Ba- like just that first push... And every time I would do that, I would like lose my balance and the board would go flying one way and I'd go flying the other. And she was like, I don't know why you're overthinking it so much. Like, just, yes, how do you do it? And I was like, no, look, you don't. I was making all yeah, these excuses. Like, you that, don't understand. I'm not inclu- athletically inclined. That is no, no, no. something. And I was like, no, you don't understand. Like, I don't have any balance. She was like, just, and I remember it got to the point where I got so frustrated mm-hmm. and not being able to do it. Mm-hmm. I like completely like went bullshit down mode. And I look at her, I was like, no, I was like, forget this. I was like, I'm never setting foot on another longboard again. I swear to God, I'm never going to get it. And I got, like, really angry, and she, like, did not respond well to that. Yeah, that is something, actually, that's a good thing that you brought up. Overthinking. Happens. That is the worst. But here's the thing. That is the absolute worst. I've been telling people, you know, there's a lot of stress. There's a lot of anxiety out there. There's a lot of things that just makes life tough and you know that's life that's just always going to be you know life's a bitch like that but overthinking makes a situation from bad to worse it will fucking grab you and pull you down to the depths of the water like shamu i didn't even realize the dangers of overthinking until my last relationship like halfway through it until the very end until now this is something that i've been fighting with for a while now like now that i'm aware of it i feel like i do it even more and i'm trying to stop it and it happens even mm-hmm. more but just learn to relax and I, I, like i said earlier like easier said than done mm-hmm. you know like these kinds of things everything we're talking about it's easier said than done no doubt about it no doubt about it at all but just try and going back to what you said the baby steps mm. you know you're talking about how you're falling off how you're um, overthinking it i know exactly what you're gonna say right after that mm. you just relaxed yeah you just stopped thinking about it for a second and you just did I, it yeah I right? pu- yeah i pushed finally i was so pissed but the one and god bless this girl for this she will not give up on me Mm-hmm. Like, I had given up at that point. At that point, I was done. I was like, I'm never setting foot on another longboard again. And she was like, no, just keep trying. Come on, just do it one more time. You got this. Mm-hmm. So I was like, fine. And in all my anger, I go, I walk over all angrily. My shoulders all up. I'm like, oh, fuck, fine. I grab the longboard. I put it down. I put my foot down. And she's like, when you push, just kind of lean, lean forward a little bit so that you can move with the board. You have the inertia. Mm-hmm. I push, put my back foot on the board. Guess what? I'm rolling down the street. I'm not dying. I'm not flying off. I'm not cracking my skull open and blood going everywhere like I thought was going to happen. I was riding a longboard. And she looks at me and she's like, good job. I'm really proud of you. Like, you know how to ride a longboard. 
Yeah. And actually, even before this, and again, God bless this girl. Back in January, I went to New York. And in when I was in New York, we went on a little skiing trip. And on that trip, I told myself, I was like, what would Sophia do? Because there were, cause I've never been skiing before, and I've been snowboarding once. Mm-hmm. I've been snowboarding twice. The first time, I was absolute dog shit, which is to be expected. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second time, uh, I didn't even get to ride my snowboard because mm-hmm. myself and the group of guys that I was with, we fell getting off of the lift and a snowboard hit me in the oh. side of the head, uh, mm-hmm. gave me a cut on the head, and I had to get st- uh, staples like in my head. Like a mild concussion? Uh, no, thankfully, I don't think so. Okay. I, I still knew a lot of stuff, but, but it was just, I cut my head. Okay. Um, and apparently it was, uh, they considered a pretty bad laceration. Ooh. Uh, I can still feel the scar if I scratch my head sometimes. Ooh, ooh, but ooh. anyways. Oh, you know what? I think I remember that. I think yeah. I remember you sending me a snap of like, like hey. staples in your head. And yeah, I'm like, what the fuck? And I would fiddle, yeah, 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 I would fiddle actually, with it at I night. Do, I do remember but that. But anyways, that was a very sort of interesting and traumatic experience. And I was like, holy shit, like I... I I could have died. Like, I know it's a little bit extreme. Like, oh, like you just kind of, you guys didn't even get off the lift. It wasn't like a big accident. Yeah. You know, it was just the four guys, four big guys who barely know how to snowboard, uh, kind of tumbling into each other. And I was like, well, look, I was like, I was on the ground and the side of a snowboard came swinging around and just swung into the top of my head. Oh. It hurt. And so I go skiing and I'm a little bit afraid. Cause I'm like, God, like I wasn't good at snowboarding. And in my head, I have these excuses of like, I'm not very athletically adept. You know, I was like, I'm not an athletic guy. I go, I got a helmet this time around. I was like, just in case. And it was <laughs> insanely difficult on even oh, yeah. on the bunny slope. And when you see literal kids, four-year-old kids riding down the bunny slope and like getting it and you can't, you think to yourself like, what the fuck? And I got so frustrated with myself. I was like, no taco. I remember when I would fall, that we had a buddy with us. It was mm-hmm. myself, a cousin who is experienced, mm-hmm. and a buddy who is not experienced. And myself and the buddy, we both fell a lot, but there was a key difference. When he fell, he would pick up his skis, and he would just walk back up the slope and start from the beginning. When I fell, I'd get up, I'd re-click into my skis, and I would continue from where I was. I was like, no, I'm getting to the bottom of this hill. Mm-hmm. And I did that every single time. And eventually, my cousin's like, hey, do you want to go up on the, on the green slope, which is like the next level up? Yeah. And I was like, sure. And that was not a fun experience because I had no idea what to expect. And that was still really bad. I only practiced for probably like a half hour. Mm-hmm. So I had no idea how to throttle my speed. Basically, ended up with my ass getting really sore because I had my legs like locked up yeah. in pizza. So I'm like squatted going down this mountain because I'm so terrified of going fast. Because yeah. when I start going fast, I start to overthink and I panic and I bail, which happened two or three times. But Ooh. finally... There's at the bottom of this hill, there's one giant like fast straightaway. And everybody that I'm watching and everybody we hear and everybody we talk to, they're like, yeah, like that's the point. Like you got to go quick. You ha- Basically, you have to go full send. You can't mm-hmm. be a bitch. You can't hesitate. Yeah. You know what happened to me? I hesitated and then I started getting wobbly. And then instead of owning it and being like, no, like we're pushing through, I panicked. I bailed and I just ended up like having a little crash by myself just rolled around a little bit of ski went flying off uh, my one because you know these are big things locked onto your shoes yeah so and your shoes are locked up to your shins so like my legs were like kind of contorted i like scorpion and contorted Ooh, myself yeah yeah and i was in pain and it was so hot you use if you've never been snowboarding or ski any sort of winter sport you sweat a ton 
because you're layered you're layered and it's so strenuous and i was sweating so much that my glasses because i have glasses and i have my goggles on Mm because you can get goggles for your glasses there was so much fog in my glasses couldn't even see that only the top left corner of my peripheral was open so i would have to tilt my head like a fucking parrot like that. Yeah, like go bring my chin down and all the way to the right if I wanted to look forward. And even then, it was very blurry. And I laid on the ground for a good couple of minutes. Mm-hmm. And throughout this time, I'm hearing other skiers go by. And I'm breathing heavy. And I'm like, fuck, I'm in so much pain. Mm-hmm. And actually, if you go to my YouTube channel, you'll see me talk about that. So I get up. I grab my skis. And I struggled because this is on a slope too. So they're sliding away every time I try to click them back into my shoes. And I'm struggling. I was like, fuck this. I walk off to the side where there's a little trail. Guess what? The trail was fucking difficult as shit. Turns out it was iced on top. So you would fall through the ice and go like three feet into the oh, snow. Man. So I was falling and it was just so much shit. I struggled so much. And somehow after 45 minutes of clambering around this mountain, I finally got to the bottom of the slope. And I remember sitting there and I was so exhausted. And I took a break. That's, I think that's one thing that's very important that I'll, I'll touch on when I'm finished. Uh, so I took a little break, watered up a little bit, and I was like, no, like, I was like, look, I, was like, I can go back to the bunny slope and be the bitch for the rest of the day and not have the most fun. I was like, no, like, I'm going to get this. So I go on, there's another, like, bigger bunny slope, and I'm practicing on that. And I fall, but get up. I keep going. Every time I fall, it hurts, but I get up and I keep going. Mm-hmm. And by the end of the night, you got it. I got it. And they closed down that green slope, but they had another one open. That, if anything, I would argue was more technical because there were more turns. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was a very high-speed portion. And guess fucking what? I'm there side by side with like eight other randos. And we're flying down this mountain. And yeah. I'm not here saying, oh, I'm Sean White. These guys were way better than me. I'm, I am I couldn't even carve. But yeah, I was able to go from the top of the mountain to the bottom of the mountain without falling and without fear. And it was the most fun I had in my entire life. Mm-hmm. And I remember getting home. And I texted Sophie. I was like, yo, like, so we went skiing and and I kept falling. But I remembered, like, which, how, you know, I was like, what would, so, I was like, Sophia would not be proud of me if I just gave up. So I just kept trying. And eventually I kind of figured it out. Yeah. And I attacked it. And I had so much fun. And there was a feeling of accomplishment. And the other guy, the buddy, mm-hmm. he never did that. He kind of let his fear and his overthinking get him. get him. So he was like, yeah, no, it was fun. And I, I could tell like he was kind of got a little bit of FOMO because myself and the cousin were going up and going down this big mountain. Like, Bro, it was so fast. Remember that turn where I was where I had a yeah. person cry? It was just so much fun. And I think the thing I wanted to touch on was both times when I fell and got hurt, whether it was on my longboard, uh, me doing the splits and cracking my hip, uh, or whether it was me sort of collapsing and rolling over and being stuck on this mountain for an hour. So much so that ski patrol came down and I was like, hey, are you okay? We've noticed you've been struggling. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm good. I'm just going to walk down. Like, do you need any help? I was like, no, thank you. That was a big thing. I was like, no, like, no, thank you. I don't need help. Like, I'm going to figure this out. At the end of it, I didn't just throw myself back in there. You cut yourself a little slack, a little bit of slack. What did I do? Both times I fell badly and got hurt and was like, damn, I should really quit. I just sat down. I didn't think about quitting. I just sat down, had some water, and I just thought about something else, just distracting myself. And then I was like, okay, I'm ready to get back out there. I feel well rested. And it was those through through those little things, those small anecdotal, those little moments of like, okay, I'm just going to pick something and just do it a little bit. And if I don't do it right the first time, nobody does it right That's the okay. first time. Yeah. 
and now that's the most discouraging thing honestly yeah. it's like but when you see the expert do it and they make it look so, so easy, easy. And when you, you try to yourself. cut yourself some slack and yeah. realize we're only people. And now those lessons have been so valuable. In the next week or so, if I finally receive the last shipment, I'm officially launching my business. Mm. And that started off. That's gonna be. That's gonna be fun. That's gonna be so much fun because it's something I'm passionate about. And the thing is, that was an idea I had for like the past year. I've always wanted to have like a little. I'm not gonna name the details, but that mm. that style of business. Yeah. And I was like, one night I was sitting there, I was like, you know what, man? I was so tired of my job, my minimum wage cashier job where I stand for six hours and just say, hi, how are you going? Found everything all right today? Uh, need any bags? Paper or plastic? I work at a fucking supermarket, health foods market, Sprouts. Sprouts. Oh. <laughs> Get your organic food here. Da, 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 da. Oh, yeah. I don't even know. Sorry. But no, no, that's not far from the truth. <laughs> and I was like, you know what, man? Everybody I meet at Sprouts... A lot of them were on. I've met some entrepreneurs. I've met some own self-employed business people. It's like, why can't I? So, and I, I sat there. I was like, I don't know the first fucking thing about starting a business. All I know is I need some buckets and some soap. I yeah. got some buckets and some soap. And then a little bit later, I was like, oh, I should, I should probably get this also. This is going to make it easier. And without even thinking about it, I went ahead and ordered it. And I just, this kind of, rapid fire decision making and some people would say oh taco you're being irrational or oh taco like you should really sit and think like this is viable and that's something even my dad said which was not uh, an easy conversation to have but he was like look son he's like if i'm honest i don't think this business is going to succeed because and he went off and listed a ton of reasons why uh and it's hard to be like no i think it is going to succeed because persistence but c- persistence is not quantifiable mm-hmm. you know you can't because his thing was like well what about the price and the market and uh competition and stuff like that and i was like look it's like, all that stuff's cool, but I'm a believer in persistence. And I was like, and mm-hmm. I, I know me, and I know what it's going to take, and I know how badly I want this, and I know how much far I'm willing to go to beat the other guy. And I have the, the vision. I have the plan. And I'm like, nothing's going to stop me. And it's just a matter of making little decisions. It was literally little decisions. I bought one thing. I bought a little another thing. I went to my fucking school campus because, any again, I feel like there's so many excuses out there. I, I got to my school campus, and I used the free software that they give us to design a logo. I didn't know anything about fucking Adobe Illustrator. You want to know what I did? I fucking hop on Google. If you use MS Paint, you have a little bit of experience, but I fucking hop on Google, and I'm like, how to make a... I literally Google. I was like, how to make a circle in Adobe Illustrator. Oh, wow. And I, I watched the tutorials. Okay, so that's how I make a circle. I was like, how to put text in Adobe Illustrator. How to... Uh, curve the text around a shape like i I just googled the basic shit because a big thing i think people deal with is ego also people are kind of afraid to ask like a stupid question no yeah and i mean it turned out i mean the logo even turned out to be good yeah and you know what funny story there's a fucking typo in the logo i didn't even realize yeah the apostrophe is at the end instead of it being like oh yeah (laughs) and my sister pointed that out to me after my business cards came in Oh, she was man. like, oh, these are your cards? I'm like, yeah. Which also, for those of you, like, oh, I don't know anything about I'm like, dude, Vista Print, 500 cards, 10 bucks. Like, there's so much out there. There's so, yeah, there's so I many resources. I literally Googled, I was like, how to start a business in San Diego, California. And I just started reading. I didn't understand something. I'd open the next three tabs and I Googled, what is an LLC? What is an S-Corp? How to form an S-Corp? Tax benefit. Like, just little shit like that. Now I'm like, okay, I have everything 
the only thing that's like I'm again I'm waiting on two or three things but once they get in there I'm going to change my availability from work and again there's no excuse because if I'm a college student with a part-time minimum wage job and I can afford to start this sure you know it's not the billion dollar tech company that everybody wants to own or that my dream would ultimately be being a, a and, computer you science know, just, guy just one start. thing it's like it's a start yeah. you know like as we spoke about earlier it's like baby Little steps, steps yeah. baby steps well, there's, so there's like a st- you can start with this business how it is right now right but this doesn't mean you're going to do this for the rest of your life yeah you know you can definitely if it takes off just a little bit yeah it doesn't even have to be that much just make that much more money you can buy that much more equipment Mm -hmm. or pay for exactly this This much of an education exactly for that specific thing that Mm -hmm. you want to jump onto exactly and then open another business exactly in that terms it's it's dissolve the old one mm -hmm. put it in this one it's flipping Make up. it big. It's investing in yourself. Exactly. And I'm like, look, and that that was the game plan. I told you. I was like, look, I was like, I'm starting I'm starting with this business. I was like, but this is not my end all be all. At some point oh, yeah. in the vision in my head, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna hand this over to somebody else once it's making a certain amount of income mm-hmm. to go pursue the next thing. And there is an mm-hmm. actual statistical fact. Uh, the average millionaire has seven or eight failed businesses. Yeah. I'm like, okay. So Instead of being like, I want to be a millionaire, but I don't know where to start, be like, I want to be a millionaire, and I got to fucking start ASAP, and I'm going to fucking, I want to fail my first seven businesses as fast as fucking possible so I can get to number eight and fucking skyrocket. Yep. You know? Yeah. Fucking Facebook. Ugh, I hate hitting the cliches, but I'm like, look, guys, they wouldn't exist if it wasn't for the facts. For their Facebook persistent. just started off as a little thing with some buddies. And yeah, you could argue, oh, well, Mark Zuckerberg, or all those tech guys, you know, we'll leave tech out of this. Because tech is an anomaly. People use tech as an All example, the and then yeah. they're also like, "Oh, well, like, it's different because those guys are like geniuses." I'm like, you know, well, I'm I mean, fine. what 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 about what about what about something like McDonald's? Okay, well, when McDonald's started, it was just two guys, yeah. the hot dogs, and it was a hot dogs stand. The vision changed. They pivoted. The vision changed, yeah. and, and that's now, what happens. And now, if you want to buy a franchise from them, it's a million bucks. It's a million dollars to buy the but franchise. But it will pay off so fucking much. Oh yeah, of course it is. But oh. the thing is you you got to give them a check of a million dollars yeah, up front so yeah. that they can change your storefront to their storefront. Exactly. And going from your food to their food. Yeah. And just to make that kind of money. And it's I mean it started with two guys with hot dogs down. Yeah. And I, I who, who would think who who would have thought that? And yeah. I should say this, uh, for those of you that are like, well, what if business is not my thing? Or what if, uh, you know, I don't want to be an entrepreneur or, or I want to work in an organization? Um, these examples are not just, but, like, you can apply this yeah. to everywhere in your life. You can, yeah, exactly. You can apply this my current your hobbies. My current internship, I'm going to come in. People, like, I'm like, yeah, it's a paid internship. I make more than minimum wage. They're not going to extend my offer, unfortunately, but that's perfectly fine. Uh, I loved it. I learned a lot. I met a lot mm-hmm. of interesting people. I mean, you want to know how I got this fucking hobby? Or not that fucking, this fucking this internship? internship? And this is like, I hold on to this as a sense of pride. Because this is my, you don't have an excuse. I was fucking ringing up customers at Sprouts and I'm asking them, I was like, what's the best part of your day been? And they tell me I just got off of work. And I start asking them about their work. The guy who hired me, who introduced me to the hiring manager for the internship mm-hmm. was a fucking customer at Sprouts. That he's like, oh, I work in uh, in IT. I work for this company. Oh, "Oh, that's cool. And I started talking to him about it. And I'm like, you have to fucking... 
don't be afraid to ask. Life will give you what you ask. Oh yeah, of it. yeah. You'll be surprised how much people are willing to help out. This guy left the fucking building, and five minutes later walks back in, and he's like, "Here's my card. Let's connect. Uh, we could talk a little bit. See if you'll be a good fit." And I'm like, yeah. "Dude, like you don't know what's good. Like, be a good like. That's also another thing. Like, just be a good, positive person. Be genuine and care about other people, mm-hmm. and good things will happen to you. And I'm sure we've gone on for." way longer uh, than we intended but i think this is a very 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 valuable thing and i th- yeah some people will argue that okay it's a part you of development are, yeah some so. people will argue that what we're doing we're just regurgitating what we've heard from other people and i'm like you know yeah that's true i have heard this lesson a billion fucking times what separates it is there's relatability the action if i was a billionaire telling you to do this you would you could be like oh well he, it's easy for him to say he's already there he's already yeah exactly but we're I'm a developing. Fucking... We're still, we're in the position where where our. Um, <laughs> I'm a 20 year old are... with two credit cards, and I sit there and I have to balance back and forth because I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. here's when my payment is due for this card, so I have to make sure I don't put too much on it because I'm not going to afford to be able to pay it off. Yeah, I work 14 hours a week, making 12 dollars an hour, and some people are like, yeah, but that's minimum wage in San Diego, so it's cost of mm-hmm. living. Um, yeah, that, I mean, I'm, like, I'm working. We should be examples and inspiration. Like, hey, if mm-hmm. these fucking nobodies, if these sad boys, this fucking guy who can't even ride a fucking longboard, this well, fucking this fucking guy who doesn't even have a hobby or yeah, can't even this is these fucking keep a losers, these or... fucking losers who hang out in the Fry's parking lot for two hours to fucking ride a piece of wood on wheels. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Sophia for saying that because we talked about the longboarding thing today. She's like, yeah, you're ma- <laughs> no, she was like, you're making such a big deal out of it. And I'm standing there thinking, bro, it's just a board with wheels. I mean, and I'm like, that's honestly facts. It's literally, you know what that is? I'm pointing to it right now. It's across the room. For those of you curious, I, I used to ride a, a 40 inch uh, Kryptonics drop board. Uh, that was my first board. It was like 60 or 70 bucks from Target. So like, oh, it's wow. cheap, like just like a basic board. Um, but I recently I was like, I want to get like something serious because I want to take my hobby more seriously. I want to mm. get good at it. Do you still have that one? I do. Okay. Uh, which is why I was asking. I was like, hey, if you want to take it up, like, I have the spare board. Uh, and that those are really good beginner boards. Okay. Because uh, they're more stable. Yeah, I mean, I could try. But I got, I, now I have a land yacht dinghy. And it's a lot shorter, which makes it a lot more agile. That thing darts like a son of a bitch. I can go really fast into some corners, has a tight churning circle. It's honestly terrifying because sometimes. Is it? Because there's still that learning curve. And you know what? I'm not going to sit and be like, I'm perfect. Sometimes I'll be in a churn and I'll fucking bail because I'm not afra- I'm afraid. I'm going so fast, but you have to lean in. You have to really push yourself mm-hmm. to be able to come out successful. Yeah. And that that's something that you'll find in whether it's a physical activity, in any sport, mm-hmm. in any physical activity. Guess what? You're not going to, you have to push yourself to get good. Yep. In any school related thing you have to push yourself to get good and i guarantee you every single person out there has an example in their life where they did push themselves and got good the difference is having the awareness of being able to look back and say okay if those principles applied here why the fuck can they not apply why why can't they apply anywhere else exactly my biggest thing whether I was lying to myself, whether I believed it, whether my entire, not my entire life, but for the past few years of my life, my go-to has always been, why not? Don't be like, well, why me? Why am I going to be the million? But why not me? Mm-hmm. Go down the fucking, go back to business. Like nobody is special. Go back 
go down the fucking boardwalk of your fucking town or your city. Look at every single business that is not a big name franchise. Look at every single one that is a a local place. Mm-hmm. Those like big no, warehouses. Those no, big. Nobody special. Why? Like, those were just fucking why? Like guys. why are these? Yeah, exactly. No, if if you know, and there's girls, this idea. Like, nobody special. Why is it that these people are raised higher than others? It's because they made them. Like we live in the United States. Like I, 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 don't, I don't know. It just seems like not many people realize this, but we live in a country where you want something, as long as you put in the work, as long as you put in the effort, you can get it. Yeah. You know. And I think. And it, that's like everything. It's not just like, you know, businesses or that's literally everything. Yeah. Even things that are like illegal. Yeah. You know, not saying that Dude, you, know, you should evil. definitely do that. But no, don't, don't do that. If, if but like, will, if, if there's a will, there's a way. Yeah. The thing is, we live in this country where if there's a will, there's a way. That saying is a living embodiment. That, yeah. That is a that that's alive. Exactly. You know. And there's, you know, I'm gonna be like, obviously, we're not perfect guys. You know, some days you are gonna have off days. Some days mm-hmm. you're not gonna want to do it. Some days you are not gonna put in the work. Some days you are gonna call it quits. Some days you're gonna throw in the towel. And that's fine, dude. Like, we all... But don't let that do discourage that. you from you stopping day, completely. You miss two days. Hell, you miss a fucking week. So get back on a fucking day eight. Like, don't... Like, I, like, we're not these high and mighty. Like, I'm not Mr. fucking grind all day, gym rat type guy. I have a fucking gym membership. When was the last time I went? Which also, to go to the fitness thing, it was the last time I wanted to get fit. I was like, look... I'm really fucking lazy, and I don't want to drive to the gym. Yeah. So what did I do? I just fucking did push-ups in my room. Just push-ups, sit-ups, squats at yeah. night before I went to bed. Like, oh, and you know, that's something that we can do. do. Yeah, you know what? There's, I mean, I talked to you about this a little bit ago. Um, I mean, I'll be honest. I'm, I'm into Japanese anime. Um <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. To Absolutely. be fair, you could have just said anime, and we would have known you was Japanese by default. Well, you know. Continue. There's one specific one where it's basically, and it just completely satirizes the whole, the entire industry when it comes to, like, heroes. Right? There's this, it's One Punch Man, if you haven't gotten it already. Uh, but basically it's just this character who he's just so overpowered and he doesn't even realize it. He's just so calm. He doesn't, he doesn't know what he's doing. Nobody understands how he's so powerful. It's hilarious, but there's something in it. They all wonder how he got this like super speed, super strength, super everything. And his fitness regiment was a hundred sit-ups, a hundred push-ups. 100 squats and a 10 kilometer run every single day that's the joke right it's just like wow all he's done is just endurance training something so basic for three years and he's become a literal god you know that's the comedic part of it but people actually tried it people actually did the 100 100 110 kilometers and they found out they didn't some did it for a month some did it for three months some did it for six months some people still do it like after two years what they realized is it's actually a really good endurance training regimen Mm -hmm. so 
I personally think it's some it's something that you know people are actually doing. Like it sounds silly because it's it's it's, oh, it's coming it's from, from a kids cartoon. Or from something a, well, not a kids cartoon, but yeah, that's how people like, see it. Com- it. Yeah, yeah it's people, from a cartoon. It, it comes from a cartoon. It's stupid. Like oh wow, you're gonna take advice from a cartoon? Yeah, you're so mature. Which is a like, SpongeBob workout? Two, count them. Two marshmallows. Honestly, I'm I'd be down to try that too. <laughs> <laughs> On a fucking stick. Oh, my God. Oh, man. But um, continue. But, you know, it's like people actually tried it. People actually got results from it. So, again, like you said before, why can't I do it? Why can't I try it? Why not me? Because, you know, I found out personally, like, I, I, I try going to the gym, and it's, it's just not my thing. It's not for me. I'm not a gym guy either. I, but I, I like to. But I want to. I want to be active. Yeah, exactly. Like I want to be active. I want to. I want to do things. And I, I. I keep talking about it, and just I never do it. And it's time for me to start doing it. You know, there's like a trail by my house that I'm gonna try and run around, and try. you know, it's gonna. I can do it right now, bitch. Well, I mean, after <laughs> this, <laughs> uh, we should be cutting it pretty yeah. soon. We've been, we've been rambling on for a while, and I'm sure everybody's getting tired of us essentially just regurgitating the same lesson with multiple stories. But hopefully, you guys kind of understand what we're getting at. Mm-hmm. Honestly, we could go literally all day because I have a, we both have a billion of stories and anecdotes oh, and yeah. different things that we can tell about this. Uh, but and, save that for other podcasts. Well, yeah, we'll bring those up for other times. Yeah, honestly, guys, we just again, I we're just two guys who don't have it all figured out who are trying our not even our best. We're trying sometimes, and that's the best way to put it. We we honestly. we recognize our shortcomings. Sometimes we do something about it. Sometimes we let our mind get the best of us. We're struggling like everybody else. Maybe even more so. Maybe other people are content where they are, but we are not, and we're just trying to uh, get out of the shit and mm-hmm. be happy. And you know, because everyone deserves that. Everyone has a right to happiness, and we're just hoping mm-hmm. that. You know, you sort of reevaluate if you are in a similar situation. Be like, fuck if if those two fucking you know a, a, a fucking weirdly shaped uh, Lebanese guy with a belly and a fucking Afghan guy with weird fucking nips. Yikes! Like, do we like, have to get into detail? On no, that? like honestly, <laughs> like the sometimes we're the like, excuses people the, make. The point is like, like we're imperfect, <laughs> just like everyone yeah. else. You we know? fucking like, eat the shit all the time, dude. We're trying yeah. our best too, though. Yeah. <laughs> so go out there and fucking get after it. Yeah, exactly. You know? I mean, that's the best way to put it, you know? Don't run. Fucking walk. Just do something. This whole life is all about development, and it's all about change. And it's up to you whether you want to develop for the better or for the worst. You know? We just, we're, we're here to say, you know, we're here. We're doing it. And we hope our story our ongoing story yeah inspires your ongoing story if you have any suggestions on what we should talk about next episode uh definitely let us know um through our uh, email uh it's going to be the taco talks podcast uh at gmail.com we definitely do intend on keeping you guys in the loop mm-hmm. in terms of what's going on in our lives personally so that like you have that's like we'll always be here you know, in a few weeks' time, maybe you'll see me here complaining about something that went wrong, or oh, mm-hmm. I, I fell off my longboard and it broke because a car ran or something. 
we're gonna we're gonna try to keep it real with you guys and keep it honest. Real time. Um, real time, exactly. Well, it's gonna be a week past real time, but <laughs> but you know what I mean. Relevant. It'll be it'll, it'll be, be relevant. Updated. There you go. Uh, if you guys want us to address anything, um, go ahead and send us uh, shoot us an email at Taco Talks at the I think it's the Taco Talks podcast at gmail dot com. Yeah. And we should probably work on getting other social media. Social media. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking for Taco Talks, Twitter for sure. Uh, I think maybe we can pass Instagram on page. Instagram. Yeah, I guess we could do Instagram. I'm yeah. just trying to think like how would we do the more the better. You yeah. know, so because I mean, I I'm assuming our audience isn't going to be like, oh, you know, when I actually email them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have Yahoo. So. <laughs> I'm more of a uh, Hotmail kind of guy. I, I, I still I you still use a uh, AOL. Yeah. That's what I was, like. was going to say <laughs> ASL but I realized that wasn't it. Oh no, but um, we're definitely going to develop this podcast and ourselves. And ourselves and um, we hope this has been a satisfying episode. Yeah, uh, I feel like it's been very productive and we hope you guys had something to gain from it. If you guys did enjoy, if you guys felt like we had something valid or if you think you know someone who would appreciate a podcast like this, uh, please let them know mm-hmm. because you know we do want to we do want to grow it and we do want to get the word the out and we do we're helping them at the end of the day we are nice guys we like to help people mm-hmm. and we hope these stories can help at least motivate or yeah something at least know? maybe not even that at least just open your eyes you know change your perspective on life a little bit